And we're back with the elevation to Krishna consciousness by His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai. Page number 82. As Arjuna, we should accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead and do as he says. Yat karoshi yadashnasi, yat juhoshi dadashiyat, yat tapasya sikanteya, tat kurushvamadarpanam. Quote, O son of Kunti, all that you do, all that you eat, all that you offer, and give away, as well as all austerities that you may perform, should be done as an offering unto me. Unquote. Bhagavad Gita 9.27 By accepting Krishna in this spirit, we can understand complete knowledge. We can attain complete knowledge. If, however, we do not accept Krishna and interpret Bhagavad Gita in our own way, then everything will be spoiled. If we are sincere, we will get a sincere spiritual master by the grace of Krishna. If, however, we want to be cheated, Krishna will send us a cheater and we will be cheated throughout our lives. That is actually going on. For those who do not want to understand Krishna as he is, but want to understand by dint of their own imperfect vision, Krishna God remains unknown. The whole process is to accept Krishna and his instructions and therefore to render devotional service unto him. It is Shimati Radharani who is the very embodiment of perfect devotional service. In the Brahma Samhita, Radharani is described as Krishna's expansion of his spiritual potency. In this way, she is not different from Krishna. The gopis who tend Radha and Krishna are not ordinary women or girls. They are expansions of Krishna's pleasure potency. Radharani and the gopis should never be accepted as ordinary women. Indeed, to understand their position we need the guidance of a spiritual master. If we, living entities, want to actually associate with Radharani, that may be possible. Although she is not an ordinary woman, we can become associates of Radharani by qualifying ourselves in advanced devotional service. In devotional service there is no frustration. Even if we perform only a small amount, it will grow. Devotional service is never lost. As far as material things are concerned, whatever we gain in the world will be lost when the body is finished. But since we are eternal spiritual sparks our spiritual assets go with us, gradually fructifying. In this way, those who have previously cultivated transcendental consciousness come in contact with Krishna consciousness through this movement. Interest in Krishna consciousness is not commonplace. 
In Bhagavad Gita it is said that out of many millions and billions of persons, only one is interested in achieving perfection. If we can advertise that simply by reading this book and meditating for 15 minutes, anyone can immediately get power, become successful in business and pass his examination, many people would be attracted to the book. People are not attracted by Krishna consciousness because they prefer to be cheated by Maya. They think that the perfection of life is in eating a great supply of food or in sleeping 20 hours or in having a new mate every night or every day. People are interested in these things, but not in perfection of life. Every intelligent man should at least experiment with Krishna consciousness. He should say, all right, I have been enjoying this eating and sleeping for so many lives. These things were available for me to enjoy in my bird and animal bodies. Now, in this life, let me restrict the four principles of animalistic life eating, sleeping, defending and mating. And let me devote my time to developing Krishna Consciousness. In this way my life will be successful. It is not that we have coined this term Krishna Consciousness. Krishna Consciousness is the oldest phrase in the history of the world. Manmana bhava madbhakto madhyaji manamaskuru mame vaishyasi satyamte Always think of me, become my devotee, worship me, and offer your homage unto me. The result is that you will come to me without fail. I promise you this, because you are my very dear friend. Engage your mind always in thinking of me. Engage your body in my service and surrender unto me. Completely absorb in me. Surely will you come to me. Unquote. Bhagavad Gita 18.65 and 9.34 The phrase man mana bhava mad bhakto means just be always conscious of me. This is Krishna Consciousness. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is repeatedly saying that we should worship Him, offer obeisances unto Him, and then come to Him. Bhagavad Gita clearly points to the absolute necessity of Krishna Consciousness, and Bhagavad Gita is accepted as the essence of the Upanishads. Even from the historical point of view, it has no comparison. It has been cultivated on the basis of archaeological evidence that Krishna spoke Bhagavad Gita on the battlefield of Kurukshetra more than 5000 years ago. So this Krishna consciousness movement, even from the historical point of view, is 5000 years old. Its philosophy is the oldest in the history of the world. If we wish to trace it even further back, we find that Sri Krishna spoke it earlier, to the Sun God. Krishna is eternal, and consciousness of Krishna is also eternal. 
In this way, Krishna consciousness should be approached. It should not simply be considered a theory. When Krishna consciousness is covered by any other consciousness, we experience our contaminated, conditioned life. When the sky is clear, we can see the sun's brilliant effulgence. But when it is covered by clouds, we cannot see it. We may be able to perceive the sunlight, but we cannot see the sun disk itself. When the sky is clear, it is in its natural condition. Similarly, our consciousness is eternally Krishna consciousness, because we are part and parcel of Krishna eternally. This is asserted in the 15th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. The living entities in this conditional world are my fragmental parts and they are eternal. But due to conditioned life, they are struggling very hard with the six senses which include the mind. Unquote. Bhagavad Gita 15.7 Somehow or other, we have come in contact with material nature, and because of the mind and the six senses, we are struggling hard to exist. That is Darwin's theory, the struggle for existence, survival of the fittest. However, the actual fact is that our constitutional position is not one of struggle. Struggle is the position of animal life. Human life should be blissful and should have its, as its goal spiritual advancement. At one time, that was India's principle of life. And there was a class of people, the Brahmanas, who engaged themselves exclusively in spiritual culture. Although Brahminical cultural life is enunciated in the scriptures of India, it is not for Indians alone, but for all human beings. The Vedas were written for all mankind. But it so happened that when the Vedas were written, what is now known as the Indian culture was the only one extant. At that time, the whole planet was called Bharata Varsha, after Emperor Bharata Maharaj, the son of Rishabhadeva. Bharata Maharaj ruled the whole planet but gradually the planet was divided up. So the dharma of Vedic culture should not simply be considered Indian or Hindu in a sectarian sense. Jai. We're going to stop here for today, but this is such an important point because um, in the next episode we will continue about what is dharma or the natural occupation of the living entity, what is actual religion and how all faiths and religions how it's all related to our eternal religion and uh, yes this was Shravanam Diaries the link to this book is in the description and the email to contact us so we'd love to hear from you and uh, we will see you next time Hare Krishna Krishna, 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 Krishna,